Happy Friday, everyone. I'm Brian Colbert Kennedy, and this is Important Not Important, science for people who give a shit. The newsletter features the most important science news, how to think about it, and what the hell you can do about it. And now that includes finding a new job working on the front lines of the future at Important Jobs. At importantjobs.com, you can find curated open roles in everything from clean energy to clean foods, regenerative agriculture to artificial intelligence ethics, maternal health, and cancer research. Looking for new hires? Maybe your company's first sustainability officer? Post your open roles at importantjobs.com and get them in front of our entire community. Subscribe right now so you can get this audio newsletter every Friday, plus our conversations with the smartest people in the world every Monday. You can find the digital version and links to everything at importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter or right from your show notes. It's Friday, September 24th, 2021. And we're finally back. Apologies for the delay today. Quinn was on a submarine. Uh, but here we go. <laughs> hey, action step update. You've been fighting for heat protections for food workers. And this week, the Biden administration announced new rules doing just that. Fuck yes. We love you guys. If you've got an action step to recommend, send it to questions at importantnotimportant.com and we'll put it through our vetting process. This week, Mansion wields a dirty pen, our new COVID rules, fighting for expanded telehealth, 200 million climate migrants, and even more trolls. Do better, better. Expectation setting. It's everything. Let's talk about venture capital. The model of which we're part of in a variety of capacities to be fully transparent proudly relies on using an informational advantage to find outlier investment opportunities led by generational leaders in underserved, outsized markets, and then funding a minority of those while fully expecting, again, proudly, the majority to fail and hoping 3 to 4% skyrocket and pay for all the rest. It's tried and true. Buying online ads isn't very different. 20 plus years of data says a 2% click rate is average. Eke out anything higher and you're promoted to VP. Baseball's the same. Going one for three lifetime gets you in the hall of fame. Two for three, 120 years of data says it's impossible. But government, in no way a perfect beast, we get it, is held to entirely different standards. The aforementioned mostly West Coast captains of innovation are relentlessly reliable in their often flagrant criticisms of government appropriations, which again, aren't perfect. But some context is helpful. Some long-term thinking to the past and future is helpful. Apple and Tesla have both benefited from government dollars. So did the microchips and the device that you're reading this on and the GPS that fuels Uber, among so many other examples. Some holistic consideration, some cooperation among a more inclusive gathering of minds to identify outlier investment opportunities led by generational leaders in underserved outsized markets is helpful. For example, if the goal of an investment is to identify future profits, shouldn't the government be allowed to operate with even remotely similar expectations as Silicon Valley? What if the goal was to get it right even half the time, as opposed to, say, 3%, but along the way build safety nets for historically marginalized peoples, not just because we're indebted to them, but because 5% of doctors are black and even fewer nurses contributing to a greater loss of life among those peoples? So if loss of life is a proven and measurable hit to GDP, it is, shouldn't we be investing in wellness and basic, robust, and exciting new public health infrastructure to avoid unnecessary loss of life, to raise up those leaders in markets? Wouldn't finding generational leaders in huge untapped markets be easier if more of those young people had clean air and food and water, if their parents had healthcare and childcare and paid time off to read to them and more? 
It's easy to criticize government spending when you don't need it, or worse, when you refuse to see how you've benefited from it, or worse, when you're not the one benefiting from it this time. It's even easier to criticize overly bureaucratic government spending, but it's essential we empathize when it comes under fire from every direction with about zero self-awareness, making the institutions and actors behind them slower and more protective with a million forms and levels of approval required for any distribution. Standards matter, expectations matter, but context matters too, and we can do better, better. Climate change and clean energy. You spill the Joe, you make some more. It's been a couple weeks. Let's get an update on possible federal climate policy. As was truly inevitable and predicted here, instead of getting Senator Joe Manchin on board with progressive proposals, he's just writing it now. Documented in Heated, Popular Information, and the New York Times, the powerful West Virginia Democrat who chairs the Senate Energy Panel and earned half a million dollars last year from coal production is preparing to remake President Biden's climate legislation in a way that tosses a lifeline to the fossil fuel industry. As 200 million humans are projected to migrate due to climate by 2050, as UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned about our catastrophic pathway, as the U.S. drought expands to Texas, Oklahoma, and more, The House version of the reconciliation bill has birthed from Ways and Means Committee, while senators continue to plead with Manchin and Cinema behind mostly closed doors, while deadlines to vote on the infrastructure bill and the debt ceiling are colliding on Monday. More to come on federal action. There's good news. State action continues to impress as Illinois dropped a climate, jobs, and justice bill that joins a dozen other states and commits to net zero emissions in a model for how diverse stakeholders can reach consensus. Your action step. We're almost there. Use call for climate to hold your rep's feet to the fire. Every single call counts. COVID, shots, 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 shots. Let's have a top line look at the vaccination party. Per our friends at Our World in Data, 44.1% of the global population has received at least one dose of a COVID vaccine. For six plus billion doses, not people, total, at a rate of almost 28 million doses per day, but only 2.2% of folks in low-income countries have received at least one dose, leaving about 4.3 billion humans without any shots to date, full stop. In the U.S., 63% of Americans, 212 million, have received at least one dose, including over 76% of adults, while 54% of all Americans, 182 million, are fully vaxxed. Boosters were approved in some combination by the FDA, CDC, and CDC director for Americans over 65, folks over 50 with an underlying health condition, and folks whose job puts them at an increased risk of exposure. Great. Aside from the predictable and still devastating global inequity on display, where's that put the U.S.? Well, we're still not doing anywhere near enough rapid testing to manage outbreaks. Tests most of the rest of the global north either get for free or for dirt cheap. The Atlantic's superb trifecta of Catherine J. Wu, Ed Yong, and Sarah Zhang came together this week to explain six guidelines going forward. One, vaccines are correctly acting like and should be seen like a dimmer switch, not an on-off switch. Two, the percentage of vaccinated folks matters, but who they are and how they cluster goes a long way too. Three, once we protected older people, the math on who was in the most danger changed, and it'll keep changing until everyone can get a shot. Four, cases among vaccinated people matter so much less than the percentage of those actually getting sick. Five, rare shit happens more frequently when the N is everyone on Earth. Six, worst case scenario, mutations will keep changing because viruses just want to have fun and spread and will keep doing so, but shots and masks and distancing can make the whole thing a hell of a lot easier to manage. I recommend reading the entire article.
In other COVID catch-up news, Pfizer dropped a press release with some data around their kids' vax trial. It's great news, but it's also just a press release. More to come. COVID isn't the only thing that can send you to the hospital, and your hospital might be full, so be careful. Despite the pandemic, over half of U.S. states have rolled back public health powers in the last year, and 24 GOP state attorneys general said they'll fight to the gates of hell and probably sue Biden and company over vaccine requirements. Your action step. With hospitals getting crushed, resources are still very much in need. The National Governors Association put together an online hub for businesses and other organizations with supplies or services to connect with state officials regarding critical needs. If you're a state official or a business or organization that can help, check it out by clicking the link in the newsletter. Medicine and biotech. Ring, ring, it's your prostate exam calling. 15% of Americans live in rural America and are more than usual, one old, two sick, and three underserved. One pandemic-proven way to help? Telehealth. From the New York Times, quote, last month, the Department of Health and Human Services announced that it was distributing nearly $20 million to strengthen telehealth services, usually medical appointments that take place by video or phone, as part of a broader push to address the long-neglected healthcare infrastructure in those areas, including $4 million to bring primary, acute, and behavioral healthcare directly to patients via telehealth in 11 states, and $4.3 million to help specialists provide training and support to primary care providers in underserved areas via telementoring. FaceTime appointments won't get it done on their own. Enormous cross-state regulatory hurdles remain deeply embedded in our healthcare system, and insurers remain skeptical at best that they can keep raking in that sweet, sweet cash. Your action step? The American Medical Association slipped into Congress's DMs. All right, fine, this into a real letter. This month, advocating for permanent telehealth access and infrastructure, among others, it's proven and equitable. So contact your reps by clicking the link in the newsletter to insist that those things are part of the upcoming reconciliation bill. Hey, let's talk about the job of the week. Get electric, woogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> All right, Radiator Labs in Brooklyn is looking for a front-end developer. Radiator Labs is a Brooklyn-based energy management and electrification platform for radiator-heated buildings working to solve a 100-year-old problem, the lack of comfort and efficiency in buildings with steam heat. Go build appealing UI-slash-UX designs and dashboards to allow the company and their customers to understand and interact with building heating data in real time. Apply by clicking the link in the newsletter. Food and water, nourish them. Earlier, we casually mentioned 200 million humans who could be on the move thanks to climate change in the next few decades. That number comes from a new report from Groundswell and chalks the historic swell up to water scarcity, decreasing crop productivity, and rising sea levels, among others. But upon closer look, the estimation doesn't actually include cross-border migration or account for extreme weather events. To be clear, two things may very well be true. We need to take every action we can to prevent further warming, but we're also probably not on track for long-term worst-case scenarios anymore. But future is ever more inclusive. The future is now. Quote, thousands of migrants were crowded under a bridge outside the border community of Del Rio on Thursday, part of a massive surge in migration across the Rio Grande this week that has overwhelmed the authorities and caused significant delays in processing the arrivals. The vast majority of those who arrived appeared to be fleeing Haiti, the Caribbean country still reeling from a series of natural disasters and the assassination in July of its president, local officials said. We can and have to do better better for those forced from their homes now and the many to come. Your action step, as always, our friends at World Central Kitchen are busting their asses across the globe, including under that bridge in Del Rio, to feed those in need. 
You can volunteer or donate by clicking the link in the newsletter. The human-machine interface. You've been disinformed. All right, let's talk trolls. From MIT, quote, In the run-up to the 2020 election, the most highly contested in U.S. history, Facebook's most popular pages for Christian and Black American content were being run by Eastern European troll farms, according to an internal company report. Their content was reaching 140 million U.S. users per month, 75% of whom had never followed any of the pages. They were seeing the content because Facebook's content recommendation system had pushed it into their news feeds. Instead of users choosing to receive content from these actors, it is our platform that is choosing to give these troll farms an enormous reach, wrote the report's author, Jeff Allen, a former senior-level data scientist at Facebook. So where do we go from here? When Facebook, arguably the most impactful and far-reaching information platform in the history of the galaxy, keeps burying the bad news, fighting off watchdogs, and providing the pipelines for dangerous disinformation like Exxon before them, forgetting for the briefest of moments who most measurably benefits from these internal decisions, take a step back. Forget even the prospects of so-called stolen elections and attempted coups. Facebook and its verticals, like WhatsApp, have contributed to hate crimes and genocide across the world. Fossil fuel propaganda starts in schools and lives in your timelines. We're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. When your scale is the entire world, lives are always at stake. One proposed solution? Preemptive explainers and partnerships to support them. Recently tested across Argentina, South Africa, Nigeria, and the United Kingdom, these types of fact checks provide significant gains in factual accuracy among participants. Who wants to get Facebook on board? Your action step? Important Not Important isn't just about curating the news and powerful action steps. We want to help you think better. Charlie Warzel did a fantastic job last week asking basically, what the hell do we do about Facebook? You'd benefit from reading the piece. The link is in the newsletter. The Roundup, meet 50 Latinas innovating our food system. 80% of California's water goes to agriculture. Can we make drip irrigation way more affordable? Our newest weapon against wildfires? Goats. The U.S.-China Cold War is racist and killing our science game. The EPA is coming for hydrofluorocarbons. Huge news. Regarding COVID passes, they sort of worked in France. They're being expanded in Italy. And in the U.K., they're secretly storing your facial data via a very sketchy contract. A crazy popular app for churches is an anti-vax cesspool. Pepsi's big partnership with Beyond Meat is coming down the pipe. A fifth of London schools are susceptible to flooding. Babies ingesting ridiculous levels of microplastics. Zero-day hacks are out of control. Why? Iron Man-like bionics center established at MIT. And flood insurance is finally going up. Way up. Important jobs. Every week, we share featured roles from important jobs right here in the newsletter. If you're hiring and want to get your open role in front of our community, submit a featured role for free by clicking the link in the newsletter. This week, Block Power is looking for a VP and engineering manager. Give Directly is looking for a senior manager of operations. Climate AI, searching for a chief product officer. And Emmett Wise, looking for a software engineer. Browse 40 plus open roles or list your own for free at importantjobs.com. Important podcasts in the news. Dr. Cyan Proctor went to space as the first black woman to pilot a spacecraft and then came home safe and sound. Dr. Ayana Elizabeth Johnson is busy as fuck and departing her co-hosting duties at How to Save a Planet. And finally, you really, really, really need to spend four minutes watching Dr. Leah Stokes testify to Congress on this pivotal moment in history. What a hero. All right, that's it for this week. Hit subscribe now so you get next week's analysis straight to your feed. 
To go deeper on any of the news or to find your action steps, go to importantnotimportant.com slash newsletter. Thanks for being a part of our community and thanks for giving a shit. Have a great weekend.